All right. All right. <laughs> uh, welcome to Talking Foodons, a Fighting Foodons fan podcast. I'm your savory host, Lumpia, with an extra A at the end that has a diuracist, also known as Nausicaa, also known as Harriet. Um, I am your sweet host, uh, Chocolate Rip Cookie, also known as Ripley, also known as Mika. And this is a podcast, a so-called podcast about the so-called show Fighting Foodons. Um, so, wanna... go ahead. Yeah, I want to start with a little background about why this exists. Like, why, why this podcast exists, and then maybe we can get into why the show exists, although I don't think we have, we'll find any answers there. Um, um, so, this is your fault. This is my fault. Um, <laughs> well, technically, it's my friend Thomas's fault, because um, I have a habit of getting very silly with live reads when i'm high side note i am 21 and live in oregon um weed is legal here uh same for ripley um the and tom said you know something i really want to see you spork while you're high is the very bad anime fighting foodons i'm like what is fighting foodons it is explained to me that it's essentially Yu-Gi-Oh, but about food. Reader, this was not at all an accurate description. <laughs> Fighting Foodons is a fucking Goddardamarong that I experienced high off my ass, and unfortunately, Weed and Bad Anime Night has become, like, a mainstay of my life now, so thanks for that, Tom. Well... I, in my opinion, it's more basically um, capitalizing off the major success of Four Kids' dub of the Pokemon anime. Um, well, at least partially. The video game that it originated from, which never got localized, was capitalizing off of the success of um, Pokemon in Japan um, and later in the U.S., um, then it got an anime, capitalizing off the success of the Pokemon anime. Then four kids picked it up because um, I imagine they figured, like, you know, we dubbed the Pokemon anime, everyone loved it. Not really. Um, you know, uh, this also has basically Pokemon, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Um, Pokemon, why the fuck not is my favorite game. Also, Ripley, I do have to say... Haha, ha, look at you knowing things about Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's good to give the background that I am a massive Pokemon uh uh fan. Uh I've played all the main series games um except Black and White 2, but I don't think they matter as much. Um uh Harriet on the other hand has not at all. I I I really have not engaged with anime. Part of this is because my parents never had, like, cable when I was a kid, so I never saw anything on air. Um, yeah, just kind of... It's like that sometimes. Um, anyway. So, among other things, 
Fighting Fudons is definitely a show for kids, which makes it perfect to watch while high off your ass, um, because even for a kid's show, they really didn't care. Oh, they did not care. It, um, I think that also, like, it's, it's much easier for, uh, schlocky kids' shows to be, um, to be bad, like, in a very specific, um, so bad it's good way, um, specifically so, so bad it's good in, like, the fashion that's, uh, really fun to watch and make fun of while, uh, responsibly intoxicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, Weed and Bad Anime Night is one of the only things keeping me going in the current nightmare that is 2020. Um, but, yeah. This podcast, unfortunately, owes a lot to my accursed friend, Tomathan. Thank you very much, friend. Um... You have successfully cursed me. Anyway, now to look at Wikipedia to explain what the hell Fighting Foodons is. Yes. <clears throat> this is just me directly reading Wikipedia. This is great audio quality, but, you know. Yeah. Fighting Foodons, originally Kakuto Ryori Densetsu Bisutoro Recipe, martial arts cooking legend bistro recipe, is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Naoto Tsushima and serialized in Comic Bonbon in 1998. So, first off, this thing is as old as me, and that's fucked up. I mean, so is Pokemon. Pokemon, well, Pokemon's older, right? Pokemon is older than you. Um, it's from, I think the original game kind of came out in Japan in 1996, which, wow. Yeah. <sighs> mm. And Fighting Foodons was adapted into an anime television series, um, which aired on NHK BS2 Satellite Channel from December 11, 2001 to June 25th, 2002. Um, so Fighting Foodons will be old enough to vote in just a few days. Uh, why am I measuring its age from the end? That's That's something. Anyway. <laughs> It also received two Game Boy Color video games released in 1999 in Japan, as well as a Wonder Swan game. Note, I have no idea what a Wonder Swan is. It sounds incredible. It sounds like a folktale. I really want that to be true. The reason I bring up the fact that it's a video, it had video games is because there will be parts in this show where it is very clear that they were going for video game mechanics. Oh, yes. In the United States, the anime was dubbed by 4Kids Entertainment, as we've gone over, and aired on the Fox Box, now known as 4Kids TV, on September 14th, 2002, uh, discontinued on August 30th, 2003. Uh, and then it has, like, you know, the Chinese and Canadian localizations, and then it just says, this. The series was released on DVD by Discotheque Media on April 25, 2017. And then its English dubs theme song is based on Jacques Offenbach's Orpheus in the Underworld. And I love that that's 
so relevant, it has to go at the beginning. <laughs> the, the theme song, I think it's uh, wise to bring up that it sounds legit like it was re recorded for um, a local car de dealership ad. Like it has that kind of uh, quality to it. Okay. So I'm reading the, I'm reading on the Wikipedia. Real quick, it says that the main character is from Yokohama, which implies a lot about the geography of fighting Fudon's world because as we shall see, it's very ambiguous and geopolitics is so fucked. Holy shit. Racism! Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, also, also for some context, um, I am part white and part Filipino, uh, and Ripley is pure white New England colonizer, so... New England colonizer um, with a dash of uh, Scots and uh, Irish from my dad's side. I mean, to be fair, I think I think the Scots and Irish did also colonize New England. Well, well, yeah, but uh, 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 my um, uh, grandparents um were very much Irish immigrants. Um, so okay, that that. That makes sense. You'll we'll call on you for we'll call on you for potato facts. <laughs> yeah, do you want to like get right into the show? Um, yeah, let's let's do this shit. Okay, uh, this thing is up for free on tubetv.com. It's just the dub. Um, I'll s and I'm going to mute mine and turn on the closed captions, um, so it doesn't. See, I am not doing this with any sort of headset whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just fucking vibing. Let's go. Also, yeah. the, um, the episode's always open with uh, the logo for Asian Crush, which is some kind of media thing or whatever. I definitely, definitely do always go over and lean... I, I always lean over to my partner at one of my partners and go, I'm your Asian crush, and they hit me. <laughs> we have a loving relationship based on mutual bullshit, and also I'm really gay. You are. Um, okay. So it opens with a sepia-toned uh, segment of how this world came to be. And it, first off, I want to say that it started okay, so it starts off when the, when a curious king poses a question to his royal chefs. I want to note that it's onion dome architecture. Um, although part of me thinks, oh god, there's is it? It's reminding me of like something in Baghdad or Samarkand. Um, some so it might actually be like Arabic in origin, and I don't know if this is going to be relevant to the weighty question of food on geopolitics, but I agree with... <clears throat> so he posed a question to his royal chefs. Um, okay, and I also want to note, like, I'm not 100% sure what the, like, 
what style of clothing this guy is supposed to be wearing. Like, I think, like, it feels vaguely Chinese, but I don't know about that hat and the, like, the, it almost, it almost looks like Hasidic. Um, gonna... I, I almost want to say, like, God, I almost want to say it looks like one of those, like, uh, 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 fucking, uh, graduation cap thingies. Mortarboards? Like, so. What? Mortarboards? It looks like a mortarboard, yeah, but, like, more so. Yeah, and it's got these weird dangles. I'm gonna have to do some research after the show. I'll, yeah. I'll put it up in the show notes or something. Yeah. Oh, also, I should um, mention, this is the first time any of us has ever attempted to cast our pod, so... This is very much a learning experience. This is uh, uh, learning by doing. Mm-hmm. Fucking around and finding out. Fucking That's around and finding out. Um, okay. So, uh, the philosophical question is, uh, which was stronger, a tofu surprise or stuffed duck? And I, I like that he uses the word stronger, not better, not tastier. Like taste is subjective. Which one is stronger? Like, I, and 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 it's followed up by the line, uh, and for whatever reason, these like little rewindy thingies are increments of thirty seconds rather than ten seconds, but um. Uh, his esteemed chef th thought perhaps that his highness had been going a little too heavy on the nutmeg, which is poison. Like, for the record, if you eat too much nutmeg, you will die. <laughs> I... So, so I, I, I think this is like the Fudon's verse equivalent of how ancient Chinese kings dosed themselves with mercury trying to become immortal. <laughs> um... And so, uh, some mysterious chef, um, wearing a veil that unfortunately looks way too much like a welding mask, um, yeah. uh, it really does, uh, yeah. says something along the lines of, uh, your highness, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Hold uh, on. Hold up real quick. Yeah. It's the philosopher from, from from the from it's the philosopher from the east. It's he's just bringing alchemy to a mistress. No, no, we don't even know if this is a mistress or Shing. Oh right, perhaps he's the philosopher from the west. Okay, if this takes place in the same universe as Full Metal Alchemist, I really want to see that. No, I don't. Um, uh, Coward. Anyway, this mysterious philosopher uh, brings magical cards called meal tickets. Uh, he places them upon the tofu surprise and stuffed duck, and that turns them into these wonderful creatures called foodons, which um, look like Donald Duck and uh, just a man with a chunk of tofu for a head. Uh, uh, well, Donald Duck with, like, a stereotypical Chinese courtier's outfit. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and a man with a tofu block for a head, um. Uh, and then he just said, uh, this, the, the philosopher from the West goes, these are, creatures are called fighting foodons. I would, this guy 
the origins of Fudon are in no way explored in the show. Mm. <laughs> they just get the exposition out right out of the block and then force us to accept it. And I think that's that pretty much establishes the tone uh, that we have to uh, accept for this the rest of this show. The remaining One other thing. We see very briefly these two Fudons fight, and the animation is practically non-existent. It's just like panning over stills to give the illusion of motion. Also establishes the tone. Yeah. Um, at least visually. Um, then we get our intro theme music. Um, the introduction... Maybe I should put it in here. What? Maybe I should put the intro in here. Yeah, um, Mark. I don't know. relevant are the fact that one we are both studio art majors it is our it is our job to like obsess over the like how things are conveyed we are also queer platonic partners and have known each other since the first week of college so three years three years we speak each other's bullshit language in a way that might be Little and impenetrable as a tree. Hee <laughs> hee! I can make an oh. any window here. Um. Oh god damn it! <laughs> First sex joke on the podcast, everyone. We're only like twenty Yay. minutes in. Hey, insert like um uh children cheering so stock sound effect here. Insert the um. pog champ face. <laughs> anyway, so um. Do we want to talk about the opening theme at all? A little bit. Um, what I want to say about it, at least, is that um, in typical four kids style, um, and I have some major beef with four with the way four kids like loves to just um, just absolutely brutalize its uh, uh, dubs. Um, it has this intro that like has spoilers for the entire series. Uh, just a bunch of clips just slammed together with uh, fighting boudons da, 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 uh, played ov overhead and it just fills me with so much rage because it reminds me of how they butchered Tokyo Mew Mew. Um, yeah. But that's a rant for later, I think. Real quick, um, you keep pontificating. I'm going to mute my mic and listen to this out loud. Um, just okay. to like, get my brain in order to talk about some of the specific weird implications of the theme song because they exist. Okay, um... 
Okay, so number one, we have select the right ingredient. So, okay, it starts off with like these cre. Here's something incredible. These creatures once were edible. They are no longer edible. You cannot eat a food on once it has been cooked, which ties into the ongoing theme in this show of food on mortality. And also, in the video game, you did eat food ons. You. Oh, <laughs> God, I didn't know this. You ate foodons. This is a this is from TV tropes. You ate foodons to reclaim them. <laughs> oh. um, the next worrisome line here is, um, select the right ingredients to make your food obedient. Yeah, and and ever since like we first started watching this, um, to make your food obedient, that always just like. It gave me a very weird feeling that I'm not sure has a name quite yet. It's called it, it's called wanting to do food on play. No, it's not. You just want Claudia to call you a good food on. No, no, Claudia isn't a dom. She's really not. <laughs> really not. And if you're asking who Claudia is, don't worry. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Okay. Um, continue with uh. Uh, in song analysis. Yeah, my brief. We'll edit out these brief periods of silence. Yes. All right. So yeah, now we get into the like the fun swoopy bridge part where it's all pizza will attack with gooey cheese, and I bring up that line because the image it displays for this is of Sir Dumpling, who's. A, a little kung fu twink with uh, a shumai for a head, um, getting bondaged by cheese from a pizza food on, and it's certainly something. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then we have the line that makes everything about this collapse, and we already touched on this a little with the Yokohama comment, but who will win? Italian or Chinese? Italy China. and China exist in this universe. The Philippines, but not this Philippines. <laughs> God damn it! That's my line! That's where I'm from. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, anyway. Oh, right, I forgot about this part of the, the theme song. Like, I, I don't think I commented at this at all while we were doing Weed and Bad Anime Night. There's a line in here where a foodon sings, if anything's left over, you can freeze. So, like, they once were edible. So you're clearly not freezing them to eat them in the future. You're freezing them for, like, I don't know, it's like the... Is there a food on equivalent of the Walt Disney frozen head storage? <laughs> I think it's basically... You know, um, in the Pokemon games, there's that mechanic you can put your Pokemon in PC boxes? I think it's like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's like that. 
you know what? Yeah, yeah. We'll just say it's like that. Next upsetting thing in the theme song. And if your monster takes a fall, whip up a little matzo ball. That's my best impression of their horrid impression. Their absolutely did not care at all impression of a New York Jewish accent. Whip and up also, a little matzo ball. And also, they're not fucking matzo balls. They're These are clearly some kind of fried dumpling. Yeah. Um, uh, four kids had, as I'm sure a lot of people know, uh, four kids is notorious for removing quote unquote ethnic references from, um, their, uh, 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 dubs. Like one, ex one example being the Brock's, uh, jelly donuts, which were actually rice balls. Um, and, uh, they do that a lot for this show. Um, did they did they ever say did 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 they ever say that the the line ethnic references? I think Tom was talking about it at one point. Oh, God. Like, uh so that's where I'm citing this from. Don't quote me. Yeah, fair enough. Um All right. N now I can like, actually just speak as I watch this again, because the closed captionings on 2B TV where we're watching this um, do not contain anything from the theme song. So. Oh, so fuck. Fuck, this, bla I, this blasted me right in the face with the bad CGI. Right. Um, uh, after the intro, there's, like, uh, a little uh, CGI cloche, I think it's called, um, where it like it flies towards the camera and unveils like the title on the dish waiting beneath. Um, it's a cute gimmick, but it's very early two thousands, um, and very very bad. Um, comic Sans. Comic Sans. Uh, <laughs> rice to meet you. Do uh, uh, an incredible uh, Sans impression. The, 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 um, 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 the, this is what podcasting is for, our terrible, terrible Sans Undertale impressions. <laughs> so, okay, you know how, like, some podcasts will do a, a list of talking points under the episode? Yeah. I think for us it will be on today's menu, and... Yes! One of the things on today's menu is our terrible Sans impressions. <laughs> um... So we open onto this giant uh, effigy of the <laughs> tyrannical ruler of Fudon's land, uh, King Gorge. Yeah, um, also, real quick, we should mention this is season, there's only one season, episode one, Rice to Meet You. Rice to Meet You. Um, so we open onto this giant effigy of King Gorge of uh, Fudon's land. Fudon's so land. The narrator says, it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to be a prisoner there. I, I don't think anybody wants to be a prisoner anywhere. Um, Gorgetown. Um, uh, and we see the, um, masses who are being oppressed by King Gorge's servants, the gluttons. Um, mm -hmm. the gluttons wear these dark gray menacing chef uniforms. We see the silhouettes of our plucky uh, teenage protagonists. Um, oh, don't forget that we watch a 
that we watch like a an enslaved prisoner collapse under the strain and start to get whipped by a glutton. And it cuts away right before the violence happens, which probably was for kids' fault. Um <laughs> No, I think that I think it's I I'm fairly sure like that 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 does that sounds like something any kids show producer would do. Uh yeah, that's fair. Um so we cut to our plucky teenage protagonists, um just their silhouettes for now. Um and credit to the character design team for giving them very like interesting to look at silhouettes. Le- like mm-hmm. legit, I I don't like the character design ethos in this show. Um I think it's very uh kind of if you'll excuse the bad food pun cheesy. Um I hate but- you. <laughs> but but they 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 did know their like silhouettes so yeah um so our two plucky twin age protagonists and their pikachu um who uh will properly meet in a second um doing a heist on the glutton's palace uh and we see watched by a mysterious old man a mysterious old man who uh, legit looks like a Kirby character. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a Kirby character would look like, but yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, then we have tonight one of King Gorge's royal chefs who will prepare a very special beef stew. And then it's, and then it's just surrounded by these gluttons in fucking Kamina shades and holding walks full of fire. And chanting, our bloody, our blood, our blood, according to the captions, which I honestly don't care if is if that's accurate or not. I don't care. I, I have to I have to go check what that actually is. Be right back. Oh, it's it's just the the, the chant of glutton power that all the f- glutton mooks do because they can only say their own names like Pokemon. These guys also have some <laughs> fucking incredible mustaches, do have to say. Yeah. I honestly like the chanting about blood better. Yeah, you, you, I mean, that's just Christianity. <laughs> and then a mysterious masked chef enters, and oh boy, we're about to meet someone special. Um, and then it cuts away to, to Thunder and Lightning. Uh, so, hallways, we hear the voices of our plucky teenage protagonists, um, we see their shadows illuminated on the castle walls, and she enter- grabs the, 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 the teen boy grabs a candle by the, the middle of it? No attempt was made to protect his hand from the flame. Um, uh... Cut to a reused animation of uh, the mysterious masked, masked, masked chef. Chef. Um, mm. uh, she- oh my god! Yeah, it is so reused. Holy shit! <laughs> um, we get a video game mechanic where plucky teenage protagonist throws the candle into something. Um, uh, mysterious masked chef pulls out a meat. Meal ticket. Attempt to create the most powerful food on in the entire Glutton Empire, which like bringing in the power creep real quick. Um, yeah. Oh, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I do want to specify 
the boy is throwing a candle into a big fucking burner and what like some kind of he's fucking with the pipes ah uh, i think oh oh the the chef um first off we know that her hand is pink and has claws and second off it's an ancient recipe for beef stew ancient recipe for beef stew um so uh the furnace explodes um uh gasoline spews everywhere catches on fire so um we the statue and then we got to the little old man going that can't be good <laughs> and honestly i think that if this were a better show oslo would be oh geez i'm spoiling things already but this little old man character uh would be much uh funnier and more interesting um, we cut you're, like, to... you're just a you're just like uh you want to be a little grandpa when you grow up. I want I've said this before, but um I think that my ideal like uh my aging goals are to be a combination of Moira Rose from Shits Creek and Gandalf from uh, Lord of the Rings, and that I think that's very valid of me. And that and also that one bit in the Disney Sword in the Stone where Merlin dresses in Hawaiian print. Yes. Yeah. Um So so now we get uh, also also spoilers don't matter. <laughs> this show does not have consistency. No. Its plot is the consistency of cream cheese. Anyway, then we got to this man in a jail cell yelling fire and this motherfucker is incredibly beefy and has the hair of a Yu-Gi-Oh character. The hair of a background Yu-Gi-Oh character. Well, no, not background, but like tertiary Yu-Gi-Oh character. Like a it's not... perhaps. Yes. Yes. Um so in come our plucky 28 protagonists and their Pikachu, um, they say, Dad, we came to get you out of here. So we are yeah. To this beefy uh, grown-up character, who we now know is their father figure. Yeah, uh, real quick, I, I do want to like get their names out first, so we don't have to stop. Yeah, yeah. um, we we don't have to stop writing like fucking Homer. Yeah. the the main The main boy is named Chase in the dub, originally named Zen Makinuchi. Makinuchi. Um. His sister is Kayla, originally Kareen Makunochi, and their dad is Chef Jack, um, Tsukiji Makunochi. So, yeah, Chase, Kayla, and Chef Jack. Um, their dad. And their the dad. The Pikachu is named Omelette. Um, <clears throat> oh, God, fuck. Scrolling through this through Wikipedia, mm -hmm. the in, in the in the original King Gorge is named Don Cook. <laughs> yeah, and there's a there's a I think there's like I'm surprised that um four kids uh didn't like do the mafia thing that they did with um Giovanni and like try to give everyone like these stereotypical mobster accents. 
But that's that's overestimating their cleverness, I think. Also, King Gorge is not a Giovanni. He's more of a um, Tim Curry slash David Bowie slash some other thing. I, I could see this guy pointing to a food on and going, I didn't make him for you. Yeah, yeah. He's a Tim Curry. Um, hey, Tim this Curry, is food pun. That's a food pun. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> God! Okay, now I really want to see fucking Foodon's Rocky Horror. <laughs> fucking Foodon's the porn parody of this, which I don't want to see. Yeah, also, side note, uh, I am I, I am a trans woman, um, and I pick, I pick Rocky Horror as my one tra vaguely trans- not vaguely, as my one blatantly transphobic work to stand. It, it's a fun cult. And I think I should also clarify, I am non a non-binary lesbian. Um uh like I don't I don't go through the same uh kinds of trans experiences trademark that uh Harriet does, but I am also trans, so uh, yeah. May the lips bless you and keep you. Exactly. Um anyway. So they break out their dad, uh, they run through the hallways with their Pikachu. Uh, he, the dad instructs them to go find the mobile attack cuisine cart and meet him outside. Um, there's a little dinner party I need to crash. Um, which honestly- Crash! It's not what he sounds like. It's not what he sounds like, but I think- Again, I oh, think that he does just fucking jump through a window and she's yeah. like, okay, dad. I think this is that if this were a marginally better show, that he would be a good send up of like your typical uh, uh, action hero or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, but he, this is not a better show. I think this is going to be like a running theme of this podcast. If this were a better show, uh, insert thing here. Yeah, he climbs up through, he climbs up the statue, uh, gets into this banquet hall, and just as Mysterious Masked Chef is about to um, throw down her meal ticket and create a food on of this evil ancient beef stew, he fucking throws a fork like a kunai and it slaps it out of her hand, which is actually fairly cool. Yeah, like, clever things. One. There should be a clever thing counter, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll I'll open up a note real quick. Um, mm -hmm. uh, just a sec. And yeah, uh, I'll start my clever thing counter, and then we'll also have to, at some point, count a somebody's fetish counter. Three counters: clever thing, somebody's fetish, and actual joke. <laughs> Yeah. Um god damn it. How come I don't know how to make a new note? Oh, here we go. I'm I'm having a day. I've been having, having a day. easily one of the days I've had all week. Cuz you had a bad day. You and had, you a, had bad a bad day. day and you had a bad day and you had a bad day. <laughs> you had a bad day. You had a bad day. Okay. Um Yeah. 
And then also, okay, this is not clever or a good joke, but he goes, I hate to interrupt you, but your potluck has just run out. <laughs> I don't know who that cape cook is, but your cooks have spoiled your lasting. God, fuck. I forgot, I forgot that the closed captions just say indistinct. <laughs> I don't care enough to figure out what this is. I mean, that's like what my auditory processing disorder makes everything look like. But um, and then uh, more reused animation of the kids running. Yep. Uh, that door is open. Hurry, let's go. The tower's on. Hey, um, Chase, look up. Not now, Kayla. But it's the cart. God, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you, Chase. Listen to your fucking sister. God. Chase? Chase is, is like if Sokka were the Avatar. And I realized that comparing this show to um, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is like comparing fucking Monkey Jesus to the Mona Lisa. But Monkey Jesus? What the fuck is Monkey Jesus? You know that time that, like, whoever, that volunteer uh, restored the Sistine Chapel or some fresco or something? Oh, God, yeah! With... Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This God. is what I'm talking about. But... Oh, God, and then Chase goes, Hey, why didn't you tell me the Mac cart was here, Kayla? And it's just like, you little shit! Yeah, I think um, one of the hallmarks of this show's writing is that a lot of the characters will, like, they'll try to make them, like, seem charming, um, but just end up writing them as absolute pieces of shit. Um, and I think we'll... Wait, wait, wait till we get to Python. Oh, Python. I... I love Python. I hate him. I love him. Um... He deserves death. What? He deserves death. And that's why I love him. He <laughs> he Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say, you dumb fucking end avatar. Okay, um, if we're going to keep this in the podcast, I think we should note that um, Harriet and I are both both autistic. Um, uh, one of our special interests right now, shared special interest, is the Magnus Archives. I relate very much to one of their eldritch fear gods, the end, which is the fear of death. Um, okay, sidebar over. Let's get, back, let's get back to this thing, whatever yeah. it is. To be fair, Chef Deck is just talking now about no gothic gourmet is going to serve up a food-on catastrophe, and, like, I would consider myself a gothic gourmet. I think I'm a goth. You are not. Fuck you! I, I, think, I think I'm on slightly more goth than you are, just because of, like, my weird death thing. Um, yeah, but I literally eat fear. You... So do I? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, this was a digression. Okay. Especially because Chef Jack has just said, the host of this roast, which, don't know if I like that. Um, but she springs out of the mysterious uh, hooded robe, um, and we see her perched upon a, another smaller statue of King Gorge um, uh, in a very weird uh, pose, but her tail... <laughs> And cat ears are on full display, and she Listen. says in her uh, Jesse uh, big titty anime villainess voice, "What's the matter? Cat got your tongue?" Yeah. Listen, she's—that's a normal pose for cat girls. They're like gays; they just do that. They just do that. 
Gays and cat girls can't sit, right? Um, and so, uh, so Chef Jack is dogpiled by a bunch of the glutton chefs. And he doesn't uh, ahagow! No, he doesn't. That's not what an ahagow face looks like. It's close enough. He looks embarrassed. I'm gonna, I'm screenshotting this, but I'm gonna send it to you in the chat. Okay, the, the caption just screams in fright, but he's blushing, and I genuinely can't read this as anything other than, oh no, I'm a little birthday boy. <laughs> um, so, cut to the kids, uh, in their Mac cart, um, uh, and- Also, we should specify, the cat girl's, her name is Claudia, that's like, claws. Yes, Claudia, but spelled Claudia. She's yeah. like she's like her, her, combination Catra and Prince Zuko. That's a fucking take, and we'll get into it. Um, yeah. her, in the in the original, her name was Mia Mia. Hmm, Mia Mia. Um, which like that's just Mia Mia, but um, uh, sidebar over. So. Uh, a Mac cart. The Mac cart. Fucking. So nobody in this show has a magical girl transformation sequence. The fucking food cart does. Um. Yes, and it's instigated by Chase, uh, doing a little spin and announcing that the kitchen is open. Um, and so the Mac cart, uh, its roof tiles open, its pistons wiggle. And it, what are, what even were those? I don't know. Those don't little two know. things. A, anyway, it's a jalopy now and it just drives in the fucking wall. There's a lens flare <laughs> and they start rolling down the flank of this statue. <laughs> Did that drive this thing? No, but I think it knows where it's going. That's straight down! <laughs> okay, okay, one for the actual joke counter. Yep. Um, theme song interlude, which is, uh, interspersed with a splat sound effect as the logo hits the screen, which is deeply unpleasant. Um, uh, so, the most powerful food on ever created, Claudia, um... Ah, beef steak! Beef steak. TFW, uh, you just see some fucking beef steak. Um... So, it's a foodon seemingly created by uh, using specifically spoiled food, which I think would be an interesting piece of world building to get into in yeah, a better way. Um, and just for fun, tusks of terror. Hold on to your hats, boys! And Yeah, that's what you have, Ripley. Tusks of uh, I'm a boar furry. Um, among other things. Among other things, I have five personas. Um, okay, so uh, there's a lot of rumbling. Um, you have no idea what destructive force you are unleashing. A pink light <laughs> emerges from the pot of uh stew. There is energetic music. 
uh, fucking, this takes place in the head of the, uh, King Glutton, fucking King Gorge effigy. So his eyes are hollow to form windows, and the light beams out in these two laser eyes of begone thoughtiness. <laughs> and then Godzilla emerges. Godzilla but a bull, and his mouth is a box, and for no reason. And, like, legit, I love dragons when they're combined with, like, other distinctly non-dragony animals. Um, I've seen, I have a, quite a few friends who have designed, like, um, uh, ungulate dragons. I've seen the, uh, 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 jade pig dragons of, uh, God, whatever period it was that had the jade pig dragons of ancient China. Um, and I love those. This is not that. This is not that. Hey, wait, is Godzilla a dragon? Oh god, this is almost as bad as the R Birds Dragons debate that I started. <laughs> <laughs> um so Claudia emerges from the rubble and we get the first characterization of her as just a complete idiot. Oh wait, you we you skipped over the fact that we get another shot of the kids plummeting towards the ground? Um, and then Chase suddenly release, suddenly activating a parachute, which he calls pastry shoots. Which, okay, effort, effort, an attempt was made. Good pun. That's another one for the clever things counter. Um, is it, is it really? No. Um. I'll put it as a half. Half. Okay. So. We get this shot of Oslo just blankly staring at the creature uh, and just standing there. And it's just so good, I think. And he yeah. summons a flying saucer, literal flying saucer that he gets around on by whistling. He perches upon it. And now we have, now we have established our wise wizard character, I think. Hey, I think... I think you're a bit ahead of me, because you also missed the shot where the huge monster fucking hurdles towards the ground, and we do see a lot of its belly, and I think I do want to put that on the someone's fetish counter. Yeah. Yeah. It's a this little gratuitous. This is a dragonite. It is a, It is shaped like a dragonite. Uh, and yeah, all, this little old man with his swirly hair, he whistles for his flying fucking saucer... And just rises up into the air on it with no, like, change in his body motion. <laughs> so Beef Godzilla yelling, Beef Steak! Just <laughs> ran around. Yes. Um, the, the reused animation. Oh god, and then just a, the old man just flies by in the background. <laughs> Everything else is immobile. And and then he and then he like does a double take and flies back into frame. And it's just so good. It's just I'm so putting good this down for the real jokes counter. Yep. Hmm. Could that be who I think it is? Um 
Chase, I think we better get out of here. Like, uh, uh, I think it's safe to say that if if Chase is Sokka, then uh, Kayla is Katara in that she is, uh, she has more uh, common sense than her brother. Um, I like the thing about Sokka. The thing that differentiates Sokka from Chase is that. Sokka of Avatar The Last Airbender is, he's smart, like, objectively, he's very smart, but he's smart in stupid ways. Like, his, he's high intelligence, just abysmal wisdom. Whereas Chase, Chase is stupid in stupid ways. I don't know what you're talking about. D&D isn't real. I, I, I know, but, like... Legit, I like to I like to cite D and D when um, talking about wisdom and intelligence as two different things because that's the level that most people understand it on. Anyway, sidebar over. There's so many goddamn sidebars. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's the point of podcasts like this. But also, at at some point, the watch podcast becomes a sidebar in and of itself. Yep. Um. So we get a brief expo dump. Oslo has heard of the Mac cart. Chase has heard of Oslo. Uh, Oslo well, was great, great master food on Chef. I like that he's like getting an unintentional dig. Like, oh, you're clearly shit now. <laughs> and Oslo is like, well, if you've if you're a great food on Chef yourself, then why haven't you co- cooked up a food on to crush that cow? <laughs> and uh. Kayla says, you see, Oslo, whenever my brother tries to make a food on, he screws it up. God, um, just like my sister. Uh, and Kay- then she sa- she introduces these uh, characters known as the meatballs, who are a bunch of burned meatball foodons who travel in a swarm and who I think are just the biggest example of trying to be charming, but just ending up writing something sad and just god-awful. They apologize as much as a low-ego trans girl. <laughs> I... They have, in, they have immense rejection-sensitive dysphoria. And they... are just, like, complete pieces of shit about how they their are. life is constant pain their life is constant pain um i mean they they do uh, they do get like a moment to shine so to speak but like it's it's it, it's not uh it's not very good mm-hmm. oh oh and now we get to the point where chase is like violently shaking oslo who in the original was named Hauji. Anyway, he's finally shaking Oslo. Teach me how to make a food on old man. And then we just hear a bang. And it cuts this shot of Kayla going, there are many uses for the common frying pan. She's holding a frying pan. We see. Oh, I'll use my crusty frying pan as a drying pan. I see Chase's little ruined hand. And I'm just like, yeah, you go, girl. Fuck up, fuck him up. You are a Katara stan. Fuck you! That's not what this is about! 
I know it's not. I'm just being silly. Um, so I, hey, beef stick hey, wars. I do. I do want to just assert here on this podcast. I love you. I love you too. Um, beefsteak, beefsteak roars. Uh, we've established that foodons can talk, and some just don't. Uh, oh right, Freddy has laser beams. I th- yeah, probably. I think the default that the showrunners um went back to when they couldn't think of like a power to give their foodons was just laser beams. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, 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 we're getting to one of my favorite parts about the weirdness of Fudon's world. Mm-hmm. The costuming. Chase and Kayla and Chef Jack dress vaguely modern, and Claudia dresses in a leotard. Most of the other people wear, like, traditional Asian clothing. Which this- implies some things about the history of fashion here, and I... I... I, part of me thinks that in Fudon's world, the Meiji Reformation never happened. <laughs> then why do they just straight up go to the American Southwest in one episode? Well, see, oh, actually, right, that's the thing. In the American Southwest episode, we see, like, they're they're dressed like it was the Wild West. Oh! Mind yet, yet also, there is high technology in this show. Damn. Much to think about. <laughs> Much to think about. Few answers. Exactly. Um, so, uh, he, Beefsteak fires a few laser beams. Uh, explosions happen. Um, Ad break. Ad break. Uh, Reused horrible, animation. Horrible splat, splat noises. Um, <laughs> oh god, the fucking fucking Oslo's just like the camera inexplicably goes slow-mo while chunks <laughs> of roof tile rain down on Oslo and Chase jumps <laughs> in front of him to save him and gets knocked the fuck out. This child co- is concussed. The... Uh, <sighs> He's concussed, concussed, but we're not going to bring it up again. It's fine. It's fine. He, he's we'll okay, but he died. It's fine. Um, so, uh, an animation of Beefsteak walking uh, over some rooftops, which is literally just, they picked up the cell with the little move tool and, and, and yeah. moved it. Um, uh, they splat- The meatballs... Uh, carry a bucket and splash Chase with some water to wake him up. Oh, we- and before this, Oslo just ascends like Magneto. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, not my problem. What if Oslo is Magneto and he just has metal powers, but the only thing that he uses those metal powers for is to control his little flying saucer? I feel like. <sighs> I f- okay, I feel like if Oslo was Magneto, he would be doing a lot more. Magneto doesn't fuck around. Hold on a second. I just watched, in the background of Claudia gloating, a pig run by on two legs. 
I'm gonna pause this and get a screenshot because yeah, okay. This is this is the most upsetting thing I've seen in this show, and I totally did not notice it while high. There's a man chasing a pig, a biped pig, with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I legit think that um, if pigs were not so um stiff, if they could like you know bend a little bit more, then they could probably take over the world. I don't like that your that your conditions for pig domination are the fact that they're inflexible. First, I don't like thinking about a bendier pig. Second, I'm very scared at like the level of intention that you ascribe to them. I, I I'm listen, listen. I'm allowed to say very, very vaguely ominous shit about pigs because I am a boar furry and I am a, an aspiring horror writer. Yeah, but you know, that's fair. I, I deeply look forward to your rubbery pig creepypasta. <laughs> also, I do want to shout out that Claudia is jumping up and down, very excited. She's so happy to be useful. Claudia did nothing wrong. Claudia did nothing wrong. Um, uh, so now we have a scene where, um, Chase is talking about, like, how he has to create, uh, food on to stop, uh, beefsteak. Um, Oswald he doesn't think- he straight up insults his shitty meatballs. Um, and, and, uh, Oslo says, you may not remember it, but you saved my life back there two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get a flashback as if we didn't remember. <laughs> For saving my life back there, I'm going to give you something that will make even you a great food on chef. Yeah. And he just hands Chase a meal ticket and, and blinds him with the light that's coming from it. And I think... It's turbo-powered. God, I really hate when old men in weird long coats just, like, show me their meal tickets. <laughs> I feel like there's a meme there. There are several memes there. There are so many memes there, and I'm not ready to let them out quite yet. Probably a good idea. We get um, another, we get another uh, TF sequence with the Mac cart. <laughs> Spoons and knives fly everywhere. Uh, okay, ooh, ooh, more world building that they never follow up on. My yeah. friend's going to be seasoned for speed and simmered for strength. That's definitely a game mechanic. Like, See, I, I think so because it never comes up again. Yeah. I think it's a world-building detail that they just let go. Yeah, that, it's a game mechanic. Like, I think, I think there's probably a mini-game where you, like, make your food on and there's some seasoning and simmering or whatever. <sighs> yeah. uh, a lot of the poffins from uh, Gen 4 Pokemon. God, I really like that we're, like, just reverse-engineering the Foodons game from what we can see in the show. I, I'll also, is now the time to talk about the Flavorlands? Um, I think once the episode is over, we can go okay. on, like, a tangent about the Flavorlands. Yeah. 
Um, so now we are serving fried ricer, and I have a lot of have a lot of opinions about fried ricer. Um, so the f foremost opinion being, uh, this is just a man with fried rice for a head. He's an object head. Oh, oh, and there's another thing to go on the somebody's fetish counter. Object heads are just a cool design trope, like in general. Um, I think they are. They, they are, are, but the fried rice is not a cool uh, design. Yeah, the the object heads are like furries. It's not necessarily sexual, but you know, looking at Fred yeah. Reiser, I hope somebody was jerking it to him. I don't <laughs> want to, like. I don't want to consider that this was made unironically. That people thought this would be cool. I want this to be somebody's jerk material. And then we get the weirdest fucking angle on Chase. <laughs> ah! Oh, he's been cheapified. It looks like it looks like the one of those shots from like an anime where um you know there's that like distortion on their faces like it like they're about to go insane. You know what I'm what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. It just looks like a fisheye lens. It's it's a fisheye lens and it looks tangentially, like this is Neon Genesis Evangelion, one of the later episodes, and he's about to uh, 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 fucking lose it, and we're gonna see uh, someone's uh, uh, fucking art house anime on uh, Shinji going insane. Um, <laughs> I do also want to specify... This show does essentially end with Chase on a big blue orb with people going congratulations. And applauding. With, like, all his friends going congratulations and applauding. Oh, also, Fred Reiser is introduced with this, like, low... Round. This, like, um, CGI fire effect that is repeated every time he is summoned. It's so bad. It's so deliciously bad. Um, and so, uh... Oh! Oh! Stepping! 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 Um, uh, Beefsteak is about to step on, on Kayla, but Fried Riser delivers him a roundhouse kick to the boxy muzzle, um, and, uh, Beefsteak is down. Um, and Claudia says, how can that little side dish knock down beefsteak? Which I think, like, is honestly not even a, uh, uh, an insult for Fudon. That's just, like, what fried ricer is. He's a side dish. Yeah, I, um... Yeah. So, the stepping. You heard me loudly crowing about this. Stepping is a recurring theme in this show. Yeah. There's a lot of people and foodons. Okay, that was a loaded thing I just said. There's a lot of people, some of whom are food. I believe foodons are people um, stepping on others. Um, they're not necessarily humans, but they are people. Um, yeah. So, uh, what if they are humans? humans? Um, I don't want to think about that right now. Um, fried rice is down. Uh, Chase goes to see if Kayla's okay, and she says, I just became a vegetarian, which is the funny, funniest shit. Not necessarily because it's a good joke, 
but because it brings up a few questions that I'm not prepared to uh, uh, answer right now. Namely, ask them, what are the questions, Ripley? Well, how much is uh, a beefsteak a cow? How much of beefsteak resembles the animal from whence the meat came? I don't know if it's I see okay not to be incredibly Magnus on Maine welcome to our welcome to our new podcast the Mag, the, the Magnus Archival where we it's 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 a Magnus Archives listen cast it's like an <laughs> episode where the guy is upstairs neighbor is nailing meat to his walls and he becomes a vegetarian i think it's just the trauma <laughs> Really smell. Food Dots really is a show that I think would be a lot better if smell o vision was real. Um, no, it wouldn't. It really would. Um, no, it wouldn't! Listen, I'm a wolf furry. I need the smells. I need the smells, Ripley. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. It, it really wouldn't. I don't want to smell actual food when looking at these things. I want to know what beefsteak smells like. I don't. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> um, so, beefsteak is up again. Um, uh, uh, firing potatoes, I think, at Fried Ricer. Um, Claudia and Chase uh, stagger back backwards, respectively cheering on their uh, foodons and collide with each other physically, which I think is honestly just very charming and kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not, it's not firing potatoes. It's his big club-like tail. Um, oh, right. And also, this, this is the first time we see somebody egging their food on on, which leads me to believe that there is a certain level... On. There's a, there's a certain egg. level egg. of, like... What? Egg. Food joke. Egg. Fuck you. <laughs> There's a certain level of like willpower that you have to input into a food on. Um, I think it's basically the same as Pokemon rules. Like a little bit of your um spirit is in your Pokemon. So like when they take a hit, you kind of feel it, you know? I didn't know that was part of Pokemon. It it's heavily implied in the anime. Um okay. Yeah. Anyway, Fried Ricer really does just dodge a lot of fucking, um, really just does dodge so many laser beams. Oh god, in this shot, Claudia and Chase are like the same height. Is yeah. she a child? Is she meant to be a child? I think, I, adult teen cat. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Ambiguous age. She sort of, I, 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 I don't know. I project uh, onto Claudia a bit, so I'm going to say that she's an adult until proven otherwise. She, yeah. This cat yeah. has been through some shit in her life, and she really just deserves, she, she deserves a girlfriend. Um, she deserves, she, she deserves a girlfriend. Um, and we'll get to her. We'll get to the girlfriend she deserves. Yeah. Um, so, 
Fried Racer does some sweet flips, uh, repeatedly slamming his uh, big ol' uh, spoons into uh, beefsteak. Um, uh, uh, oh, we should specify, Fried Racer, despite being one of the main foodons of the series, can only say his own name and do karate shots. Can say his own name. In a very, like, it's not even like... It, it just it just sounds like a man repeatedly yelling fried ricer. Like it's it's not even it's not even what Pokemon does. Like trying to kind of blend it with uh, uh, the sounds an animal might plausibly make because this is not an animal. This is a man who can only say his own name. Listen, he's autistic. He's valid. Amelie. No, don't think about Amelie and Fudon's verse. Don't make me think about her egg with a spoon food on. A hard-boiled egg food on, though, that would actually be really cute, I think. Yeah, okay, it would. Um, so... I... Oh, Chase says something about, like, kick him in the lunchbox? <laughs> no. Is that what the... Is that what the fucking snout is? Is that a lunch box? Is it like a... Is it a bento box? I feel like if it was a bento box, then we'd... Okay, I just got sidetracked because when when Fred Reiser kicks Beefsteak to death, he... Beefsteak just burns up. <laughs> Another, like, shitty uh, CGI fire animation. Which... I think is just very, very, very early 2000s. So, um, Claudia collapses to her knees. Um, the sky is blue now. Um, Chef Jack appears and tells Claudia that she has passed her expiration date, which <laughs> like makes it really hard to kill her. We also do get a shot of Chef Jack. Not that he likes to get a step on her, but it, it's some menace. It's it's some legit menace, and and, and so Claudia backs away. Uh, I'll You'll be back in trouble. You haven't heard the last of Claudia. Arg says the captions. Um, <laughs> and then Chef Jack like makes no move to try to capture, which is really where this show goes off the rails. Like you yeah. could very much have just fucking taken her prisoner, and so many of your troubles would have been rubbed away. But he's just like, has this doofy smile on his face, it's like, hey. Hey. I'm yawning, I've been talking, I need oxygen, homophobic. Mm -hmm. um, so the statue of King Gorge, whose head is now exploded, is collapsing, uh, oh. which you missed you missed a joke, and I don't know if it's a good joke. Especially uh -huh. because Chase starts to call attention to it. But it's uh -huh. like Yeah, taking care of that was a piece of steak. Get it? Get it? Get it? He really is the Sokka of this show. Um and uh it there's also a zoom in on Chef Jack's very, very serious face. Um and there's nothing behind Chef Jack's eyes, like legit. 
if this yeah. were a better show, um, no, I think no thoughts head empty. No thoughts head empty. That's that's that is Chef Jack, um, and he, and then he says, um, a chase starts going off about how Oslo gave him a tur- tur- turbo powered meal ticket, and then Chef Jack says. Chase, there is no such thing as a turbo-powered meal ticket. Oslo was just trying to make you believe in yourself. <laughs> I see. I think. I think it like doesn't. It di- I feel like it directly. But I swear, there's a bit where it directly countermands it, where that like I feel like a turbo-powered meal ticket is something real in this show. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I That's don't. Fair. If I don't this was a better show, I, I would really like to have seen a bit where Chef Jack is like, he just gave you that to make you feel better. And, I'm, and also like, no, that, those are real magic item. <laughs> I made that. Fucking commoner. <laughs> oh God. And then Chef Jack just leaves. He leaves Sheldon alone with this weird little man. <laughs> well, he goes off to fight the empire. Well, well, kids, I'm off to fight the empire. Be good little child soldiers. Yeah, he says, well, Chase, you obviously got what it takes to become a master food on chef. Um, and it's just like... And their journey begins now, I guess. Yeah, th- these he abandons his kids with an old man. He, where that he, he never acknowledges Oslo's presence except to say that he lied. <laughs> I'm going to leave you now with this old man who lied to you. This clearly he is a wizard with much great power. <laughs> and lying. then. Yeah, and that's the episode, kids. And that's the episode, kids. Uh, next, uh, our next episode will be episode two, Pie Tin Power. Pie Tin is on the hunt for the gluttons. Yes. I, um... Hmm. So, sh- let's talk about the Flavorlands, I think. Yeah, is there anything else that we want to um go over about like the show any any themes does this have themes uh the themes are um like i think this is a case study in how like uh um if I think this is a case study in um, promise uh, that's never delivered on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in a better show, blah, 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 blah. Like, um, there is, especially, uh, we've mentioned the American Southwest episode, like the Western episode. And I think that's legitimately the best episode in this entire series because, like, it addresses genuinely interesting themes in a genuinely interesting way. Um, and has, like, a char- this one particular character, Takedo, who's, like, he's a racist caricature, but at the same time, like, he has more depth than the rest of the cast and 
that just gives me so it's just I mean I'm too white to address this but yeah yeah I wrong wrong Hispanic country for me I can't really speak to it either but it he does have nuance and I hate it uh, yeah it's nuanced and I hate it I think that's the episode title. <laughs> it's or, nuanced and I hate it. Well, no, wait, no, no. Nothing about this episode we've just watched is nuanced. We'll, we'll, we're saving that for the, the the food on racism episode. Yeah. Um, I. Okay, now let's talk about the Flavorlands. Yes, I so... don't. Go on. I don't remember why exactly I started coming up with this. I Oh, I know why. So it started off with Ripley drawing, like, designs for Edgy Fudon's reboot. Um, and I was like, hmm, you can make a fantasy setting out of this. And thus became the Flavorlands, which I... I personally, like, I, th I might want to do something with that's not Foodon's fic, mm -hmm. but the basic conceit is that there's, like, I think seven different fantasy peoples, and the element system is based on flavors. Um, yeah. I know the Leapoy are fatty taste, Picanticoy are spicy taste, Glycoy are... Yeah, I don't... I, no, this is just nothing. This is not good audio. I, yeah, I am... uh, yeah, but, like, seven flavors, uh, including sweet, sour, salty, uh, fatty, um, spicy, umami. There are some others. I lost count. I don't I mean, know. Yeah, it's, it's sweet, salty, sour, bitter, savory, spicy, and fatty. Okay, yeah. Um, but... So I came up with these like designs for my joke, like greedy fighting food on reboot. Um, uh, and like I, I said, okay, yeah, fried ricer would be nosnimoy, which is the savory. Um, uh, 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 Sir Dumpling, who we'll meet in the next episode, is um, Leapoy. He's a pork dumpling, but he was understuffed, so like now he. He's like these really skinny kind of pig furry. Um, God, where would we even post the designs, like, so that people get an idea of what we're talking about? We'll find some way to do show notes. We'll it, we'll it, we'll figure it out. We'll life, figure it out. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I. So now I have just this whole concept and world building shit for. Uh, what if fighting Fudons was actually good, and no nothing to to like actually do with it? We we have this. Yeah. Tom has also um come up with a few fan Fudons, like donkey hot sauce, and what was the other one? Uh, I think it was uh, a oh, it was fugoon, uh, a, a fugu goon. Yes. Um, and I'll, we'll see if we can get Tom to post 
let us post those. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, yeah. There's... So, so this is fighting foodons. And this was talking foodons, I think. I I feel like this is a, kind of a low note to end on, um, where we just, like, vaguely um, talk about some fantasy shit we've concocted. But honestly, we're fine. Much like foodons, we don't have to give a shit. We do not have to give a shit. This this we will. Is, don't this is not the Macro This is not the McElroy's. This is two college kids uh on their shitty MacBooks talking about nothing. Okay, no. Foodons is something. It's Probably not a good something. thing. But it is something. It's something. Yeah. But uh so Thank, thank whoever is listening to this for listening to this. Um, we'll see you in the next episode or not. Um, and have a nice day. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. And remember, keep cooking. Keep cooking. This is no. I I, I blatantly stole that from Totally Reprise. Um, we'll, we'll find we'll find an ending catchphrase. We'll find an ending catchphrase. I like I like stay safe and be nice to each other. I feel like that's a weird that's a weird level of sincerity to add <laughs> when we've just been ripping into this thing. Stay safe and be nice to each other. But like say stay safe and be nice to each other or else. <laughs> there we go. We got it. Have a great day everyone. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe and be nice to each other, or else.